The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yes, it is the APC podcast. From AcmePackingCompany.com, that's what that stands for, APC, part of SB Nation, uh, your source for all things Green Bay Packers, even now, right now, Wednesday, July 29th, in all of this COVID craziness. Um, I am Zach Rapport, coming to you from my home office in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We are going to talk uh, NFL players opting out, including Devin Funches, and uh, what that means for the season, and if there should be a season. And Aaron Rodgers said some things in a microphone, so we might as well talk about that as well. Um, we'll see. We'll see where the show takes us. To do all that with me, I am joined uh, out on the East Coast by... Alex Patakis, who is uh, giving me a face, which means he's not recording. Yet. Uh, I am now, just in time. There we are. Yes, Alex. Yeah, the, at the buzzer. I don't, I don't know why I, I just totally blanked on that, but I realized that this was uh, this was happening. Indeed. Not good audio, uh, but I have to point out that your your hair is righteous. It's got good altitude right now. Yeah, I really let it go. <laughs> um, it has been trimmed. Uh, within the last two weeks by a professional, uh, actually, but, um, it's, it's largely just, this is like, you know, what is it like five months or four months or something of just sprouting up. So, and I, and I started with a blank canvas, which was cool. So now it's just like, really, I'm just really letting it go. <laughs> just feeling your oats, feeling your, your hair oats. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. certainly. I'm feeling my oats over here, just a unemployed man in a lonely home office drinking a beer at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. I was so. gonna, I was gonna join go. you in that. I typically do. Last week I did. Uh, today I went with our favorite. Although I don't know if you like the watermelon flavor. I've literally never seen that flavor before. Lacroix. We're talking yes, about. Yes. Yeah. The uh, sparkling water, which, again, just if you're if you're ever. If you ever feel like you may need to do a Mike McCarthy impression, I highly suggest these <laughs> or any other carbonated beverage. Um, I feel like particularly, though, the LaCroix is like instant burp fabricator. It just happens. I agree. What, much more than anything else. I'm not a big soda person, but like occasionally I'll mix in like a, a Coke Zero because I just crave something like that. It doesn't, doesn't do it the same. This, however, instantaneously gives you the... Uh, the old McCarthy like swallow swallow your burps before they just escape your mouth <laughs> involuntarily, type thing. So 
Um, not that, uh. not that that's on our, on our itinerary for the show today. But if McCarthy <laughs> did need to be busted out, it would be a good day for it. I just love that we're we're still at a place where we can make the McCarthy references. Yeah, I just you know. Yeah, I'm not over. I'm I'm not I'm not done. My my time with him is not done. I'm not like ready for that to just be to, totally, totally through. Man, remember him at the draft? That was so awesome. That was like the last like content of any kind that was really like relevant and it, we were able to consume. You know that wasn't. Yep. Uh, although I guess you know you could maybe if you're if you like baseball you're w- watching some of those games now. But who knows how long you're going to get to do that if things keep happening the way that they are happening. Yeah. yeah. And if you sense us uh, stalling out there, guys, it's because we are a little bit, because uh, as we touched on, Alex, you and I, in our little uh, pre-episode chat, there's really, not only is there like stuff happening, but not really stuff happening, but there's also this general confusion about what's happening when, or if anything's happening, should it be happening? I mean, even people who are really plugged in, like, our camp starting? Our players reporting? I don't know. Um, so why don't we just start with with that and 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 players deciding uh, now that the uh, the NFLPA and the NFL have come to an agreement on COVID protocols and uh, all that fun stuff, what uh, what football could look like and um, and uh, the league offering up to players uh, sort of an opt out scheme. And a couple days ago, we wondered, oh, maybe a player or two will take this. That'll be interesting. And then Alex, as you and I uh, texted as the days went on. The names started to pile up. I don't think as of yet there's any superstar names, but it's almost at 30 now, which is almost a player, a team kind of falling like dominoes Uh, on the Packers. Devin Funches is opting out for the season, and there's been some mixed reactions on Twitter about that because obviously the Packers sort of the fans perspective, I believe, is that the Packers kind of should have invested more in wide receiver. They didn't, but they got Devin Funches, so uh, they're happy with what they got, plus they got Funches. Now they just got what they got, and they don't have Funches, and they missed out on all those rookie wide receivers. And I don't know. How do you feel? I mean, it's definitely worse than than having Devin Funches. It's worse, right? <laughs> I mean, um, I would say that. I, I, You know, no one in the world, I think, could have slash did plan appropriately for a pandemic that would put you know, pretty much the re- the entire calendar year of 2020 in question. So I can't necessarily blame like... Good thing it's still March, though. So we got a long way to go. Yeah. My <laughs> my, uh, my frustration with the lack of depth at receiver uh, has... has it's Put it this way. Devin Funchess not opting out would not change the way I feel about the position that much. Yeah. I was already, you know, kind of a little disappointed in the lack of bodies good ones at it <laughs> like just quality proven football players at that position but uh yeah it's definitely worse you know it's not like they could have anticipated this and also there you know people who are like oh man see i told you they should have done this that and the other like i agree they should have you know and it's my opinion that they there's a lot to be desired in that position group however uh, what if they drafted a guy and he opted out, you know, or, or like, you know, what if somebody else opted out yep. or what if another receiver after this opts out and all of a sudden, I don't know, it's just like impossible to plan for any of this stuff. Yeah. And so for anyone who doesn't know, if a player opts out, 
um, just because they would rather not take the risk. I believe it's $150,000. That's essentially a loan from a salary they would be paid in the following year. And I think if it's a medical exemption, if they fall into a category where they are high risk, which we should talk about a lot of NFL players actually do, uh, and then they opt out, then I think it's 350000 Is that right? Yeah, I think you're right. But it is interesting, and and uh, we were talking about this a little bit on the APC Slack chat. Um, there's there's a number of sort of, I, I guess for lack of a better term, coming to my mind right now, we'll call pre-existing conditions, things that um, make you more high risk for uh, for COVID-19 and for uh, a rough battle if you, if you do get it. And a lot of NFL players um, fall into that category. I mean... You know, I think we like to think of these guys as like elite athletes, and certainly they are. But the things that a lot of these guys have to put their bodies through uh, to get ready to play uh, long term are, you know, risky and not not good for their health, and um, and make them more susceptible to things like this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, so I don't fault anyone who who would who would choose to opt out. I mean, the option is there for a reason, right? Uh, uh, maybe the NFL didn't anticipate kind of a, a wave of players opting out, but I don't think that, um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that baseball has done the NFL any favors. If the NFL's goal <laughs> is to get nope players on the field playing games uh, as smoothly as possible, you know, that there, I, I would think that there's more people who have to be doubting the ability to do that now, uh, having seen what, what's happened in baseball you know, Florida being a hotbed, the Miami Marlins happen to be a team that had a lot of guys as positive. I mean, and and the fact that they're traveling, you know, from city to city, I think is what really brings this into question. I, 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 you know, so far, there's been players in the NBA that have tested positive, yes, um, but there, are, you know, that concept of like let's just go finish this thing in a bubble, I think is the only to me, it seems like the almost only way to do this. Right. And, and I don't think that a bubble means that the NFL would be safe. And I don't even know that that could really happen. Like, I don't know, like who has the infrastructure for that, you know, um, 16 football fields, like to be able to be played on, or like, even if you stagger the games, like less is, is a little yeah. bit different than kind of putting these guys in a bunch of gyms in Disney. Um, but basically like my, you know, I think, one of the things that I saw was people kind of uh, get, you know, trying to say like, well, like other countries have pulled things off, right? Like most European soccer leagues, save for France, which made the decision extremely early to just call it off, um, were able to resume, right? Without any fans in attendance. And were able to resume like playing in home stadiums um, with very, very little interference from, or like in, in terms of like anybody testing positive, like that, that's kind of the model, right? That that everybody should be striving for. But the the thing is, like, <laughs> you know, we we our federal government has not done enough to make that a possibility for us where there where you feel like it's you know even remotely safe, because the second that our country decided to handle this on the state level. Traveling from state to state made things kind of weird, man. Like I, you know, right. I've, I, I don't feel comfortable it going. It became to like traveling now. from country to country, exactly. in Europe, exactly. And they're not doing that. And the only uh, tournaments in which they are doing that, uh, in you know, in the Champions League, um, you know, the biggest European league, and and you know, 
basically anything that's like continent wide, um, they have they're doing the bubble model, and they're yep. all just going to Lisbon, and it's like it, you're test, you're everybody's tested before you get in, and you're coming into this country, and you're not interacting with pretty much anybody but your teammates until you leave this country and the people that you're playing, obviously. But it was easy to do that domestically when an entire country was kind of on board with the same idea of how to handle the virus. And maybe maybe I'm just not well read enough about the way things went down in Italy, England and all these other places. I understand the virus was very bad, but I'm under the impression that there wasn't there didn't need to be a debate about whether or not masks are helpful or harmful in all those places, you know, and that shit matters when it comes to getting your sport back on track. So I think I said, like we said offhand and just getting a little frustrated last week on the podcast, like we haven't earned this right. If this falls apart and players are like, I'm not just doing that, that like, I'm just not doing this. It's because we haven't earned it. Like, and we don't deserve it. Literally we don't deserve football right now. So in a way it's almost like I'm, I'm glad, I'm not glad that there. it's looking like it would be hard to pull off, but I'm just like, I'm at peace with like, if we don't have it this season, it's because of the way it was handled. And that's just like exactly how it should be because safety needs to come first. So anyway, that's my little rant. There's, there's two situations in which we kind of go off the rails here. And that is, um, you know, we get partway into the season and it becomes untenable. There's outbreaks, there's, you know, whatever, people are getting sick uh, on a big scale and it is not sustainable. Or enough people, enough players, that is, uh, opt out to where we get into like scab territory and it's like, what is the product that we're putting on the field? I mentioned uh, earlier that I think it's uh, 28 or 29 players as we record this, uh, 4, 10 p.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday, July 29th. what is the tipping point, do you think, where, where, like, what is that number where it's like enough players, or is it really just enough big name players, or what is the sort of calculus there before the league says uh, their hand is really forced to say we can't, we can't do this, or is there no situation in which they don't do it and they're like, we'll put whatever on the field as they had historically done at one point, right? Um, sadly, I do think the names and the status of the players probably do matter a little bit. You know, it to some degree, it's almost like if it, if it were a laundry list of high profile quarterbacks, you feel like almost they would be like more willing to listen, um, or you know, to to really rethink whether or not playing this season is a good idea. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, I, maybe it is yeah. just like just a, a a really high number of high profile players that would make this season like being played without them just feel like it's kind of a cheapo version of itself anyway you know yeah i I guess i don't really know if i see that happening i'm actually surprised there are already like some very good players who have who have who have done this right and and i think that that's why it was like such a whoa thing at first like the patriots had a, a number of guys who are like pretty key guys for them and then everyone's like, well, what are they on to? Uh, a lot of teams have like either between zero and two players who have opted out. And the Patriots stand stand tall above the rest, as they often do. However, in this category, <laughs> uh, we're not talking Super Bowls. We are talking players who have opted out. Patrick Chung, Donta Hightower, Marcus Cannon, Brandon Bolden, Danny Vitale. Hey. hey. And uh, Najee Torin. Um Sorry if I mispronounced that last name, but that's one, two, three, four, five, six players on there too. That's a meaningful yeah. 
meaningful stash of players. Yeah, and two pretty high-profile defensive players, at least, and then uh, one very, very skilled fullback, H-back, <laughs> um, that, that will be missed Ew. in Green Bay. And uh, I say that only because... Um, had he still been there, we wouldn't have wasted a fucking third round pick on a player at that position. Wow, tell us how you really feel about Josiah DeGuara. Uh, man, I wish him the best. <laughs> I do. I know nothing about him as a human. Uh, I understand he could be a good player, but in terms of draft capital, man, whew, that one's still really, really puzzling. Um, yeah, I don't know what the tipping point is, man. It's just like it's, it's like almost everything else in life right now. It's day by day. You know, it's like as stupid as that is to say. I just don't see. I just don't see like how. How it can be accomplished safely, you know, you're just you're, yeah. you're really you're taking a lot of. Obviously risk, but like you're you're really like you, by playing this season out, you're in some ways, you're just willing to accept that at some point, like some of these guys are going to get sick, Yeah, you know? And a few of them would get really sick, I would think. Yeah. And that's tough for me to, to just accept, yeah. you know, yeah. just like the nature. Have you seen like those things online? I remember I opened Twitter once and like, you know how there's always these, like these classic shots of uh, like the, you know, kind of like in the trenches, like before the snap of like all the breath of, like guys from like both sides yes. of the like scrimmage, it's just like their breaths. Like, uh, you know, it's like, how do you do football in a way that's safe? Uh, like the very idea of a huddle is like a huge violation of social distancing. Let's, let's all stand really close together and speak really loud. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you almost uh, took the, the setup right out of my mouth, but I was going to, uh, to tee up a, a bit of an op-ed that uh, our own Chris Burke wrote for acmepackingcompany.com, and I highly encourage everyone to go check it out. But he's basically saying um, in this piece, if we look in our heart of hearts, um, we know that football should not happen and it's time that we admit that. And halfway down the article, there's a picture of, I think it's Steelers Baltimore, like in the middle of, you know, December, uh, one of those classic right down the line of scrimmage shots, yeah. offensive line, defensive line. And it's just like, it's an exact parallel of all those graphics of, of like what, why wearing a mask works. And it's just like spray. Everyone's just spraying on each other. It's just as a cloud. And, yeah. uh, you know, in my current frame of mind, I was just immediately like, oh, look at all that virus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, kudos to him. I mean, I think Chris is, is dead on with that. And I think that's kind of where I'm at and maybe why I just sound like I'm just talking in circles. But I've just kind of accepted that, like, it very well could happen. Am I going to watch it? Yes. I'm not going to take some crazy, huge, like, moral stand because, like, there's already enough things wrong with football and I'm still watching it. <laughs> yep. So at this point, like, what does that say about me? Yep. But... um. I don't know that there's anything that could, they can do to this point that will change my mind on whether or not it should happen. Yeah. Right. And I don't, I just don't think those types of developments can happen quick enough. Um, like with this virus in general, like globally, you know, yeah. I, like no one will feel it would take a vaccine almost. Yeah. Right. Like it, at, at this point or, or people being so diligent that this thing basically nearly dies off and that's just not where we are. And I, I lose faith every day that we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I uh, am with you. I agree. Uh, I can also see another argument like from the players. I know that Aaron Rodgers says uh, stuff like this all the time, but you know, he knows the risks of football 
and granite like yeah. a crazy virus is not what they signed up for, but they know that there is risk involved in playing and make, you know, enough of them, especially big name players will sign on for the season. Then we'll get um, a product on the field. And, you know, like you said, it's, you know, we can hem and haw and go back and forth. And, and I think we are in agreement that like, it, you know, like in a perfect world, it doesn't happen. It probably shouldn't happen, but uh, it's a drug and I'm addicted and I'll see you in September. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, I understand that they know the risks too, but I mean, like CT is not contagious. Yes. Right? Like it has to be transmitted by many violent uh, collisions to the head. A fair counterpoint. I think that a lot of people who would opt out also would be doing so in a way to like protect their families, right? Totally. People that they're going to inevitably see. Like you could say, oh, you know, we're going to like be distanced and all that stuff. But like the NBA is in a bubble and I forget, I already forgot what player it was, but someone was out at a strip club. Yep. What are you doing? You know, like, like he was like having having lunch at a strip. Like it's inevitable. I'm telling you, like it just makes you want to like flick that person's forehead. Like you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like it, it's that's what it, you're just opening the door to all those possibilities. Yeah. Are there going to be some people who will be very safe and may even say, you know what, to earn this money to play football, like I'm I'm not going to see my family for this amount of time yep. or whatever yep. it might be. Sure, but are there going to be people who are like, nah, man, I'm good. And like, of course there are. And that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's the problem with it. That's, that's the problem behind everybody. Anything that's like a, a violation of like the actual like guidelines right now. Yep. It's the same reason there's people out at the beach. There's a lot of people not at the beach. Right. But then there's a shit ton of people at concerts and hanging out, drinking on the beach. It's just like, oh, I'm good. Yep. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's true. I mean, uh, what you said reminds me of, I think now Eagles uh, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, who is opting out for the season and, um, and told, uh, I think on social media, this just very heart wrenching story of, um, he and his partner have a young baby. They've been trying for a while. There've been miscarriages. It's just been a really, um, tough thing for them. And it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to go get COVID and spread it to your family. And, um, yeah, yeah I know that really resonated with me. That's the, uh, the human side of things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I and I don't want to sound like someone who's rooting against it happening too, because I I do understand that like especially in times like this, there people are looking for something, right? Like that's why we miss sports so much. Like we just need something that's not the coronavirus and not like yep. news that's going to depress you to look forward to to consume like some type of content, you know, something that gives you that release. But I'm simultaneously super excited about football. And I think things will go wrong and it probably shouldn't happen, but I'm just like, oh, yeah. give me something that isn't, you know, my house for the last <laughs> several months. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh man. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you know, it's just the reality. Love my family. <laughs> would yeah. like to watch some football though. Sure but would. I don't think it should happen. You know, it's a, we contain multitudes complicated species <laughs> between between the ears um on that note why don't we uh why don't we just move on because you know we'll do a show next week and we'll probably be in the same boat talking about why there uh, should or should not be be football um we put out on twitter earlier this morning at the abc pod on twitter is where you can find us just sort of asking hey we're doing a show so like Okay, what should we talk about? <laughs> and um, our good buddy, Not Ryan, tweeted at us and he said, hey, maybe let's take a three-minute excerpt from a longer interview and build a clickbaity narrative around it 
because the offseason is dark and full of shit internet content. <laughs> and what he's referring to there, thank you for that, by the way, not Ryan, uh, is, of course, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers giving a, an interview where, um, you know, much has been made in the last few days, I think, as as uh, not Ryan or not Ryan alluded to, uh, probably because there's not really much anything else to talk about. But, um, you know, it's just Aaron Rodgers, again, recounting the story of the the draft and his initial reactions and how much scotch or in this case tequila he was drinking and the day after and and all this stuff and um i don't know i just came away feeling like there's like all these articles about it and it just sparked all this debate because people were so just clamoring for things to talk about but ultimately i don't feel like he said anything that wasn't already said and i'm speaking of course about him being open about sort of coming to that realization of like eh, it seems like it's 50 50 or maybe 40 60 or 60 40 that i don't end my career with the packers and that's something i have to acknowledge now and um i don't like that's fun to talk about but it didn't feel newsworthy to me i don't know <laughs> yeah i it's uh, to me it was still a shock you know to maybe it's not like it's maybe not news worthy but noteworthy i don't know like i don't, I don't know how to describe but he it, right? said it's that like, before right am i making that up i mean i i think i don't think that we've had a chance at least i've had a chance to hear him speak so candidly and on video and sound so at peace with the idea that they are just going to move on from him yeah like the the follow-up um you know where I, he he's he basically all but stopped short of talking about his time with the Packers in the past tense. Mm. And to me, that is kind of mm. newsworthy, right? Like for a guy okay. who s says he wants to play his whole career, like that part stung. And to me, like I don't, you know, I I agree it doesn't need to be clickbaity, but I think for anyone who's invested in this team, that's like something you watch and you you you're gonna feel something. Because because it just became even more real. Yeah, and I'm not saying he hasn't said stuff like that. And the writing is obviously on the wall. I was on the wall when they made the pick, but um, you know, for him to be just like that's how it is. Uh, the likely scenario is they move on from me. I did want to play my whole career here, so it's a bummer like that. I don't know, that, like that, that to me that that felt like something. Yeah, I, you know? I mean, you're right in that there was that sort of uh, tangible you know, sting a little bit listening to it like, oh, but that to me, that's just like the reminder that that's the reality. And I didn't feel like it was anything new, but I definitely, I don't know. I take your point. I saw Aaron Nagler uh, tweet out to him the most, the most newsworthy thing about it was that he was <laughs> switched from scotch to tequila. <laughs> As he yeah, said, he was, wasn't he drinking? I, was, I don't know if it was scotch or tequila actually in the interview, but it looked like something. I mean, it might not have been an alcoholic beverage. He did at some point uh, take a sip of something that looked like a uh, chilled brown alcohol. <laughs> yeah, which could be tequila because I hate tequila. But if he's talking about sipping tequila, if he means like those tequilas that I think just like the longer it's aged, right, mm -hmm. the, the darker it gets, yep. some of those are pretty tolerable. They end up just tasting more like a scotch anyway. The, so I think I, I'm willing to bet that's how he's easing into the tequila game. I don't see him... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I guess maybe that is part of a part of the interesting part of 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 that piece. I I thought it was funny though it, because I think one of the most Aaron Rodgers things about it, he's really what, one of my favorite things that I'll miss about him when when we're analyzing Jordan Love three minute clips from the internet instead of Rodgers ones. 
is he so when he gets to like listing things off i i just love it like and i know he only named maybe like three receivers or something like that but i'm willing to bet that he could have spent like 10 straight minutes just like rolling through his like mental rolodex of receivers that he thought could have landed in green Bay. he stopped he stopped (laughs) short on purpose and he just yeah and i also think he like i mean i understand these guys play for other teams now but I also think he like used language like, oh, I think he might have gone to Minnesota. Uh, you know, that kid, this kid. Like, I understand that Rogers has bigger fish to fry than um, like knowing every prospect in the draft. I really do believe that. Like, the, you know, we'll we'll meet them when they get here. But I just feel like there was something about the way he was listing those guys. Like if he wanted to give you their height, their 40 time, their alma mater, you know, like which I already gave you their name, their middle name, their parents names. The weird fact that ESPN put up on the screen about them that was heartbreaking about their biggest childhood trauma. He probably could have remembered and recalled all of that in that interview if he wanted to. He knows how it would look if he's just listing off all these guys. <laughs> like It would have looked like he was actually invested in them getting a receiver, totally. which he clearly freaking was and was hoping for yep. it. Oh, man. Anyway. <sighs> I wonder who was on his list of FaceTime calls that night because he said he spent most of the night facetiming and drinking that must have been fun to be one of the people on the other end of that call with an aaron Rodgers, who's like screw this i'm getting drunk it's probably uh let's see jermichael finley uh greg jennings (laughs) tyler dunn four-way uh (laughs) google chat (laughs) no it's probably like randall cobb yeah mark tauscher maybe i don't know (laughs) I wonder if Mike McCarthy texted him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was, or was he like too consumed with the the Cowboys draft, which was a pretty sexy draft, and all those Gatorade cups that are holding all of his items. <laughs> does uh, does Mike McCarthy when he texts does he insert like asterisk burp asterisk like right in the middle of a sentence or no? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Actually, could, yeah, I could. You know what else I could see with Mike McCarthy? I could see him being a uh, narrate to texter. And like his phone, not really knowing what to do with those pauses and those like burps and those kind of those those noises. So it'd be really hard to read, but he doesn't give a shit. He's still going to send it anyway. That's how my mom is. I mean, she doesn't burp and make noises, but like it's so clear to see which texts she wrote out with her fingers. And when she's narrating, I'm sure that I, I could see McCarthy being that way. McCarthy, though, doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to use the like dictatorial the technology the yeah the features yeah but i could be wrong you know, i could mean you know he's got okay he's got some children anyway show him show him the ropes <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah yeah maybe, maybe you're right i just like the idea of him dictating to text i really just miss him talking <laughs> that's all that's all that comes down yeah, to me too i'm just uh scrolling the rolodex here to see if we can come up with one more topic uh before we go our separate ways for another week oh i did notice the uh the nfl top 100 came out because that's you know more crap that we need to talk about rogers was uh 16 i think which feels fine pretty good for an 89 in madden <laughs> hey <laughs> Bing. Or 90. Did we ever settle that? <laughs> Did anyone? <laughs> we didn't settle it. No. Let's see. Mad Google break. <laughs> it looks like it's officially 90 now. Okay. So says uh, madden-school.com. I haven't played a football video game in like a decade, so I don't know what the reliable source is here. They're listening to our feedback, our backlash. Yep. 
Yep. And they've raised his overall by a point. But I saw uh, as well Aaron Jones getting some love was 33 on the list. And um, I don't think that Devontae Adams was on the list. I don't think he was on the top 100. Really? Yeah. Criminally underappreciated. I like them apples. Yeah, just strange. I have to take that back. I believe he... I believe he's on the list. <laughs> he's he's gonna be like, <laughs> number four. Super high. No, he's crazy. number he's number fifty seven. So the okay. the article that I read mysteriously left him out for some reason. Sorry, people. I know like the the thirty seconds that we were just talking as if uh, he wasn't on the list. People are like yelling at their phones. He's there, you idiots. Yeah, be professional. Is Adam Thielen ahead of him? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, the off season. All right, man. Well, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. I think um, theoretically uh, training camp uh, has begun, whatever that means. Time is a flat circle, and and I guess there should be some testing protocols starting right now before uh, players actually get in the building. But maybe next week there will be some actual things to discuss. And we we did get some, again, I mentioned earlier on Twitter, at the ABC pod, we put out uh, a a request for topic ideas. And we got some stuff that was um, roster centric and I wanted to stay away from that right now, just because we don't know who at the end of the day is going to be opting out and just what the training camp looks like, if it's a thing that's going to happen. And you know, there will be time for those conversations. Certainly someone like Devin Funches opting out uh, impacts things um, in the uh, the Packers locker room, so um, there will be time for that going forward. But it didn't, it did not feel like today was that time. And uh, with that, I'm just gonna hit the polka. I don't know. You got anything else, Alex? <laughs> nope. I'm cool with polka. All right. Well, I'm cool with polka too. I love that we end <laughs> the show with a polka. Me too. I miss uh, I miss Ben Foldy. We'll get him back on the show here, but um, I believe the polka was his idea. Even this exact polka. Of course, Ben Foldy knew a specific polka that he wanted to play. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I miss him too. You gotta, we got to get him on here. I, I don't even know he's I, what state he's in, like what times. I, yeah, he's following like, yeah, back between uh, New York and Michigan and uh, in varying states of not having his recording equipment with him, uh, slash being very busy with work. And uh, as we have just prattled on about for the past 35 minutes there's nothing to talk about anyway so but it would be good to see his face and um hear his uh you know nihilistic takes <laughs> on everything <laughs> yeah we need some absolutely. foldy back on the pod all right guys well hope you enjoyed the show at the apc pod on twitter at alex patakis at zach rapport and uh keep it locked in here for uh more 30 minute installments of let's just talk about nothing until there's something to talk about Go Pack Go!